Welcome back to Listen to This, I'm a podcast about music, for music, and everything in between. My name's Alex. And I'm Danny. And holy cow, season three. We did it. Here we are. We're still I'm, going. I'm proud of everyone, especially that one host, Alex. He was he was he was really really giving it his all, and, and it's been paying off nowadays. And the other one, the the, the girl one, uh, probably like her name's probably like Caroline or something like that. But <laughs> but she, she's all right too. No, you know how I know people listen to this sometimes is when I'm talking to like just friends who've listened to it and they're like okay bye and i was like (laughs) it's a thing it's happening i'm doing it you've officially become a meme Mm -hmm. that's how you know you're present on the internet my dream has come true it's been realized (laughs) you should give speeches to middle school kids oh i should not (laughs) do that (laughs) no okay well so a lot's happened the past couple months uh and that's essentially what this episode is going to be about. There isn't going to be necessarily one resounding topic or theme, but just us talking about everything that's been going on in our musically in, enriched lives. What a smart way of putting that. Anyway, so the big thing that we had talked about a lot prior to closing up last season was uh, Summerfest, because we live in the city where it takes place. The uh, ultimate irony being, I never went this year. <laughs> I have other festival stories, but for the the bigger topic, that'll be primarily Danny. Uh, but we both have had albums come out by artists that we enjoy. I went to some shows down in Chicago. But first, the go-to question that is on everybody's mind. Danielle, what have you been listening to lately? Oh, God. Okay, so... Since the summer, I've been working at a cafe. I think I re- I said that last season. And I've gotten so much music from just... Because everybody, whoever opens, just picks a playlist. And then that's our playlist for the day. Like a Spotify playlist? Yeah. No. Uh, Pandora. So Same like my business, yeah. all sorts of songs come on. And I've been like loving it. I found so many different things coming up. But first off, I want to f- mention... Halsey's album dropped during our break, and it was amazing. It was so good. It was so good. I went to go see the movie premiere that came out for it with one of my friends. There was a movie premiere with it? Mm-hmm. Oh, dope. Uh, t- it's a like short film of the same name, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, and it's basically a just long collection of all of her like music videos pretty much it's just a huge collection of music videos and it all tells a cohesive story about uh this queen who king just died and she found out found out she was pregnant and so during a huge power struggle over who gets the throne it's kind of decided that she doesn't get the throne but her baby gets the throne depending on if it's a boy or a girl and so it's that power struggle throughout politics love etc etc but it was so good Mm -hmm. and all the music was just so well done and it seems like a lot of people really like it especially with atticus ross and uh trent reznor uh from from nine inch nails yeah was a big fan of halsey's album and movie they actually produced that entire album hell yeah and then uh dave Grohl was actually the drums for the song honey that's featured on the album too like she was very pregnant during the time of all of this the movie the production the recording everything i've seen the album cover yeah everything about it is very 2000s grunge meets today's pop and it's so well cohesively put together that i'm just like 
I'm in love with it. There's not one part that I like more than the other. When did it come out again? Uh, it came out August 27th. So yeah, right at the end so of summer. Yeah, right at the end of summer. So yeah, I've loved that. So that I've been listening to that nonstop. Um, some of the other songs though that I found that I've been obsessed with is, so everybody knows Walk the Moon from Shut Up and Dance With Me. Like that's what they're known for. Yeah. And they keep coming out with new music, but Ty actually turned me on to their one of their first like big tracks and it's called Anna Sun. And I freaking love it. I can't believe this one never blew up the way Shut Up and Dance With Me blew up. I love it. The, the song was relatively big in like a niche crowd like yeah because I, I, I knew it back in high school not because it was on the radio or anything but because like the indie music friends that i had they they really knew it like that song and jenny were both relatively popular but yeah, yeah they didn't obviously blow up in the mainstream until shut up and dance it was it's so good and then uh normani dropped wild side with cardi b and it was actually funny too because cardi b was talking about how uh working with Romani normani she wanted to be really respectful and not as raunchy and then normani's producers came up and like no you got to make this like dirtier like you got to go balls to the wall on this one she was just like damn okay she's like that was like the first time i was giving permission to like be ratchet as fuck yeah. and i'm like hell yeah that's she was cool. doing it before but now, now, now she actually had permission yeah do. now she actually was like they're like no we want you to do it like this and then, of course, um, Bring Me the Horizon dropped a few songs. Die For You came out, like, right around Halloween. So sometime in October. And I really like it. Same with, uh, they actually worked with Tom Morello for Let's Get the Party Started. And, oh, I love that one, too, because it's kind of like, it calls back to a few of their songs from Seth Paternal. And I love Ooh. it. Because there's love one, one. Uh, Join the Club. They have a line in Join the Club, We're All Fifty Shades of Fucked Up like joking about the 50 shades that was super popular at the time and, and popular media and they referenced that that's that's interesting like i've, I've it's weird i've been like it's it, it's some some form of like the Bader Meinhof phenomenon but i've been just like seeing tom morello's name pop up a lot within the past like month or so yeah he's dropped a like a whole album with just so many different artists so like no matter what genre you like or what type of music you like he almost like has a little bit for everybody to his, kind of his, his fingers from. kind of in everyone's pie kind of like like, yeah. like, like I, 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 that's actually a saying though i'm not being a pervert there uh like i i still think of him just as the guy from rage against the machine but yeah. like, it, it's cool that he's like really branching out and i mean he has to be what 40s or 50s now the fact that he's still so heavily involved in mainstream music that's really cool well i mean look at nine inch nails now trent reznor and atticus ross like they're both like, 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 I'm not familiar with Atticus Ross at all, I don't think. But, like, Trent Reznor I get because he's he's been a relatively diverse musician because he's done a lot of, well, a fair amount of uh, film scores. Yeah. Like, One Hour Photo and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, but, but, but you're right. That, that is still a fair point. They're older guys who are still doing mainstream stuff, so. Especially, like, because their music and at the height of their careers was so niche, niche niche like they definitely had their bubble and either you like their music or you don't but now it's just like everybody kind of digs it a little bit more like yeah. they've definitely opened up a lot more to wider audiences yeah and which which i'm always in full support of oh man okay and then uh so ed sheeran dropped his new album um 
I've seen enough YouTube ads for it. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, some of the tracks on it is Bad Habits and Shivers. Both of them I really like. I like Shivers a little bit more because it reminds me of another song and I can't figure out what song it is, but I'm sure by the end of the season I will figure it out. And another Ed Sheeran song? I don't know, but oh. something about it is definitely very familiar and I can't think of where it's from, but I'll figure it out. But then this is a weird callback because like, I don't know how I refound this song, but then I was listening to it and I was like, I remember this. But I don't know how I remember this song. It's Here in Your Arms by Hello Goodbye. Hello Goodbye. Holy cow. I have one of their DVDs on my shelf. I've not heard that name in a while. I know. Holy and I was shit. just like, why is this so familiar? And I was listening to it. I was like, oh my God. How do I know this? How I, do you know it? I don't know. It must oh. have been on the radio. <laughs> There's a story here. No, I thought it must, be, must have been on the radio when I was a kid. And hmm. I just heard it all the time. And then it just got stored in the little back like, dark corner of my brain for later apparently and i was like oh jesus okay hello Neat. but yeah so that's some of the new music to name that i've been listening to and some of the throwbacks and then we also have adele coming out with easy on me uh her album drops november 19th to say that's coming up very, very quickly yeah by, so by the time this episode comes out it's the, the album will be out yeah but i'm excited for that too it's all about her divorce and, like, the fallout and just her emotional, like, you know, Adele. Yeah, I'm going to bash on anybody's way of coping with divorce. Yeah. So it's like, if, if, it, that, if that helps her make it through it, like, both emotionally and then also, like, gets her back out to, like, touring and, you know, making money off the album and stuff, go for it. Taylor Swift, uh, her um, re-released Red album came out, I want to say, like, two days ago. Something like that. When did when did her first when did the first Taylor version album come out? I want to say it was right in the middle or tail end of summer. Right. Yeah. So I think like since since last season she's been re-releasing all of her albums. Oh yeah. She's version. So probably like, getting them out as fast as possible. Yeah. So like not not even Red, but like Speak Now and wasn't her first uh, her Fearless? Mm-hmm. And the first one's just Taylor Swift, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, all all those have come out now. I the the, the two that I was in. I'm not, I'm not a passionate Taylor Swift fan, but if I can say the ones I was most excited for were Speak Now, Red, and uh, 1989. Oh my God, I can't wait for 1989. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited. That one should be cool. I mean, is she going as far as Lover or? I think so, because I think that's when the whole album ownership debacle was happening, was when Lover was being released. Okay, so we'll still have after well, after it. A 1989 Reputation and Lover. Those are the last three. Yeah. Man, I'm such a diehard Swifty. I know all this information. <laughs> I already forgot what her other album was after Folklore. <laughs> Will I? No. no. Nevermore. Nevermore? Yeah, I think it's Nevermore. I'm just a diehard Swifty. Okay, Taylor, wow. call me. Oh my god! Shoot <laughs> no, your shot. No, that, that was that was that wasn't meant to be like a, like a, like a, like a, like a hitting on her thing. Just like we're besties, so like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is all mine. Otherwise, I'll keep going. How about you? What have you been listening to? Well. Oh, God. Um, the first thing, the biggest one, just, just I just want to get out of the way. Angels and Airwaves' new album, and first that first new album in seven years came out, and it was good, and I enjoyed it a lot. There were so many awesome songs. The singles were all... Admittedly, the first... Okay, the first single for the album came out two years ago, if you count Rebel Girl, but the first one after like the announcement of a new album... Uh, that that one was a bit 
bizarre. I think that actually, shit, I think I already talked about this. But yeah, because it came out at the tail end of uh, last season. With Euphoria. Yeah, I came out the tail end of last season with with, 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 with Euphoria. It was, it was a bit, bit, bit kind of out there, but it was fine. Then Russell Souls came out, and that was better. Then the third single was Losing My Mind. That one was great. Made, made room for the entire album, which came out. And it was a lot, lot, lot of fun. There was no film to accompany it, but it was a good time. <laughs> uh, there, there were a lot of older stuff I was rediscovering. Like, I... I just, I've rediscovered how much I loved the first Gorillaz album. Oh, like yeah. I, I can, like, drive and cruise to that. Um, and, okay, I, did, I rediscovered other old stuff. That's going to tie into stories later. So, uh, of note, uh, Sewer Person had a whole shitload of new music come out, so I'm not even going to touch on all that. Um, but I've really... I, I stopped using TikTok for a while and then I got back into it and now I'm just like exclusively like the only things that show up on my For You page are pop punk videos and like food videos. Um, so I think the biggest thing, at least in in the scope of things right now, the biggest thing is that Avril Lavigne released a new single and she's going yeah. back to her pop punk roots with with Bite Me, which is, I mean, it's it's a it's an Avril Lavigne pop punk song, so it's good, it's fun, it's... So whatever. I mean, as long as it's not like Hello Kitty, because like, don't get me wrong, that was, was a... kawaii. Oh my god, no, <laughs> no, that should not have happened. That should not have happened. But um, the uh, other, other two big ones from the pop punk scene that I want to talk about are Magnolia Park, because um, I was listening to them. I, I shouldn't say listening to them, but I'd heard their songs a handful of times, and I finally looked back into them, and like. The way that they're mostly trying to get, like, get uh, a following on TikTok is talking about how, uh, I mean, and this isn't a publicity stunt, but they're a very racially diverse group. Like, mm-hmm. the singer and drummer are, are black, the guitarist is Hispanic, and there's, like, white dudes in there. Like, they're very much like, hey, listen to this uh, pop-punk scene, because, I mean, because this pop-punk band. Because in the scene, it's primarily white people. Like, I mean, obviously, there are still fans of color and musicians of color. I mean, you have... Like the drummer from Valencia, you've got uh, Eddie Swan from Dance Gavin Dance. Like, like Eddie Swan, Eddie Swan. I'm not Eddie sure Dance to be Eddie? honest with you. I barely know Ooh. of Dance Ooh, Gavin I, I, Dance. That'd be embarrassing if I was wrong about that. So I apologize if I am. But like, I think there there are certainly are people, or like like Mike Lopez from no breaking rights well no breaking rights is a little bit harder not important the point is like they exist but like this it's, it's kind of cool seeing one that like how do, how do I phrase this as a cishet white male um, <laughs> like they aren't using race as like a gimmick like they're like they're they're of different races they're making the music they like and yeah some, sometimes that inspires some of their lyrics but they're they're, they're, they're not trying to like make their band political or anything they're just like this is the music we want to make so we want to make it it's really high yeah. energy it's fun even like some of their like sadder serious songs like they're still like powerful and i really really like that and support them they also just like seeing other tiktoks that aren't about the music just the band themselves they seem like they're a lot of fun i would buy them a beer so like i'm biased towards that <laughs> if a band seems like a bunch of cool people i'm more inclined to like the band yeah and the other one being Costin. Uh, Costin was originally a band called Bloom, B-L-0-0-M. Um, I'm not quite sure the full story, but I believe it was four people. Then one of the members left the band. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know if it was out of respect or spite, but the, well, the remaining three members just rebranded themselves as something different. And they've only released two songs. 
both of which are good, but have room to grow production-wise. Like, the musicians are already talented, and lyrically their singer is, is good, but, like, the... And, and they're their most recent song, uh, which just came out not even all that long ago for us, uh, The More You Stay Away. Uh, the Everything about the song is good. The vocal melody is actually what first drew me to it, but the vocals are so quiet behind the instrumentals and yeah. not even in like a stylistic way, like in a, it wasn't quite mixed fully properly kind of way. But uh, that being said, I mean, I had a brief interaction with the band when I was like, when I like left like a small review on the song, they're like, Oh, Hey, thank you for whatever. And like, Hey, more, more to come. We'll keep you posted kind of thing. And I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, the only other big, the only other things, only two other th- things of note, um, is, uh, Velveteers has been releasing more songs. Uh, she was quiet for essentially two years with like one release back in 2020. Um, but now she's engaged to uh, like an actual producer and uh, he kind of inspired her to be like, hey, you should continue writing songs, kind of get yourself out of the funk of quarantine or whatever. Yeah. So she had some stuff and nowadays she's getting back out there and whatever. Um, she started off earlier this year with uh, April Fools and came out with uh, Steeples of the Reaper, a very, very good, like melodically haunting song, I guess you'd say. Then she had Million Dollar Song. And I'm like, all these, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're all pretty good. I kind of, I mean, none of them are like mind-blowing, but they're still good. And then just like a week or two ago, she had her first mind-blowing one come out. And I'm like, all right. So, uh, turned a grave into a bed. That's, that's, it's a very, very beautiful song. It still has her like airy vocal quality stuff, but like it's, it's the first one that like really sounds like hopeful she's one of those people who would like write to get her sad feelings out kind of thing and she would have the occasional happy song here and there but like like it it, it isn't necessarily like a big explosion smile i'm happy and the world is great kind of thing it's one of those things where like she was she was it it, what it feels like i should say is she was in like a pit of despair then kind of took a breath looked up and smiled for the first time in a while it has that kind of like yeah kind of feeling to it (laughs) yeah i'm like i I like that a lot I'm, i'm a very big fan of that um, the other thing is actually a movie soundtrack. Uh, so my favorite director is Edgar Wright. He made my favorite movie, Baby Driver, and like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, The World's End. Really cool guy. Um, and he his first new movie in a while came out since Baby Driver, unless you count a documentary. A very good documentary. But I'm, I'm talking about scripted movies. Uh, Last Night in Soho. And uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is one of the leads in the movie. And she did a cover of... Uh, Petula Clark's Downtown. Yeah. The old 60s song. 60s? 50s? Maybe 50s. Petula Clark's Clark's old song. And uh, in the trailer and used in the movie is a very like down-tempo, like like beautiful kind of version of it. And then then, then she did a studio version of it. I still prefer the one that she sang in the movie, but the studio version's still good. But then she actually did an up-tempo, like regular, normal cover of it, and it's amazing. Anya Taylor-Clark was a good singer, but apparently, like, she was inspired to go into the entertainment industry because her parents would listen to, like, 60s music and she wanted to be a singer and performer. Oh, that's awesome. Instead, she found acting first, but being able to, like, she apparently was, like, like, during the production of the movie, she was kind of like hoping she could do something. Then eventually Edgar said, would you want to cover this song? And she was like, yes. Oh my God, finally, you asked. 
I so, can just imagine her sitting there and be like, come on, come on, come on. And be just, like, just hey, by the way, it pops up. Yep, I got it. Let's <laughs> oh, hey, go. Yep. I already have the microphone in my hand, so we might as well start. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that, that's, that's most of the new stuff. Oh, the one thing I do want to mention about Sewer Person is he covered All American Rejects. It ends tonight. Very stylistically Ooh. different. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, all right. But every time after that, I, I, grew, I grew more appreciative of it. Again, very stylistically different. So I don't think it's just going to be like his his vocals on it. Like, get ready for something new, but still yeah. very well done. Okay. Oh, before we go into the main top, well, we go. as main of topic as we're going to go into today, I forgot to mention, um, We Came As Romans dropped a new song called Dark Bloom. Really? I love it. I was kind of, I shouldn't say nervous, but I've been listening to a lot of their songs and they're like Cold Like War was a lot different a lot more different than the songs that got me into the band and this one dark bloom reminds me a lot of hope which is the song that got me into mm. we came as romans and it's so good i love it is this their first song since kyle died i don't know to be honest with you is there another th- co-lead singer or is the other guy doing just doing all the vocals I think it sounds like they might. Well, I mean, there's very, very little clean vocals in it, so I think it's the same guy. Okay. Because okay. the only time I you, there's really any clean vocals is for the chorus, but it's not even that clean to be honest. Okay. So I'm like, I love it. It was so good. Oh, it's you. very industrial too, almost because uh, every once in a while, right before the next like hook or whatever it's called happens uh it's a very like ele- female electronic voice and it goes this is dark bloom and then it just hits the, oh, okay, the okay. like it's so good and i'm really happy for them because like it seems like they're returning a little bit more to their roots to kind of bring the band back together and i really really like it that's interesting like it's like if assuming this is the precursor of more things to come as opposed to a one-off single then yeah it's like the band kind of has to restart after kyle's passing yeah. so why not start the same way they started the first time and it does sound different like it's not at all like them just recycling a lot of their old sound but it definitely it just has a lot of callbacks to it where i'm just like yes let's go where's warp tour oh god (laughs) well speaking of music festivals how was summerfest this year it was good i think i only went three times uh First time we went to go see uh, Rise Against, which I was so stoked about. I've been they were on my like top three, which was Lincoln Park, Rise Against, and Motley Crue. Obviously, I'm not gonna ever see Motley Crue, at least not in their crazy chaotic heyday. Not gonna see Lincoln Park as I wanted to see them. Of course. And then Rise Against was so good. And they played a lot of the songs I really like. They played Violence. Um, what was the other one they played? Like, there was just so many ones that I liked. Uh, Architects, Savior. They played Savior, and I thought the crowd was going to, like, pass out. Because, like, I've never seen more people try and jump on these poor bleachers since A Day to Remember. Yeah. Like, those poor bleachers just... Like, they were shaking. If you were standing still, you were still shaking. Because of, like, the people all the way on the other end were jumping on it. It was... Amazing. I mean, I would say "Savior" is their most popular song, right? Either that or uh, or "Satellite." uh, Probably "Satellite," which they played too. I really wanted them to play "Reeducation" and um, "Help Is on the Way." I wanted them to play "Help Is on the Way" so bad, Mm -hmm. 
but they still played a lot of uh, their new some of their new songs. I was gonna say they had new albums. Mm-hmm. Didn't they like they played a few of their new songs. I think like two, and then two from their old song or from the album prior, and then like the rest of it was just their best hits, which I mean right. you usually get at Summerfest. Which yeah, of course that makes sense. But it was really they were so good. I'm so happy I saw them, and he sounds exactly the same. Yeah, like it's crazy. They kind of don't look like, right? yeah, something like that. They don't look like they age. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I mean, you can definitely tell that he's a little older, obviously. Right. But, right. like, he still looks like he did in the music videos I used to watch when I was, like, a freshman in high school. Yeah. So that's amazing to me, first off. Did, did, they, did, oh my God, did they play anything from Suffer and the Witness? That's my favorite album of theirs. Like, Survive or uh, Ready to Fall or... I think they played Ready to Fall. I'd have to go back through my Snapchats because, oh, of course, okay. I did the thing where I like a few seconds for every song. So I'd just be like, yeah, they did that one. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. But um, it all went by kind of in a blur. And then the second I went to go see Coheed and Cambria, and I don't know them. I went because Ty, Ty wanted yeah. to go see them so bad. I'm like, all right, we're going. So we missed um, Grandson, who was playing on that stage, and I was really we were both sad about that. But then we found Kay Flay. She played on that stage and brought out Grandson for one of their songs. She has such an interesting voice because, like, you can tell they don't mess with it when it goes on the radio. It still sounds a lot like how she sounds live, which is amazing That's to awesome. me. That's awesome, yeah. Um, and then Coheed and Cambria was so good. Everybody was just having a ball. Like, that Does hair, though. still have the wild hair? His hair is insane. Hell yeah. Like, it's just, you can't, I don't think I saw his face once <laughs> in that entire hour performance. Hell yeah. It just, he would pull his hair back and it was just, woof. Like, a shampoo commercial really needs to get him on their payroll, like, immediately. Is it just him or does the whole band have big hair like that? Just him. Just him? Yeah. Okay. But, oh my god. I actually really enjoyed their set for not knowing a lot of their songs. I think I knew like two or three. Like they were just so much fun to watch. Awesome. Like they just were having a great time on stage, which was really fun. Out of curiosity, what was the like crowd like to demographically? Uh, there was definitely a few more older people than I okay. like, and I mean older as in like maybe late thirties. Mm-hmm. But then there is a few like. Probably more 20-somethings. Okay. Than... I, I, just, I just really, really wasn't sure why, what crowd they played more to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what I assumed. Like, somewhere between late 20s and early 40s, I kind of figured that was the demographic. Yeah. There. It was, like, and they were all having fun, too. Like, that was probably the first crowd besides Rise Against that you really see moving. Awesome. Like, from front to back. So that was super cool. And then lastly, I went with my old roommates to go see Kesha. And this is what's really weird. So she was supposed to go on at, I think, what was it, 1045 and play until about midnight, I think, was the general idea. She didn't end up going on for like 45 minutes, almost an hour, like after her set time. So it was really awkward. And also that entire, so she played at the BMO Harris Pavilion, Mm -hmm. the covered one where she played for panther fest if people were there before and like it was packed from front all the way to like the walkways mm-hmm. was just packed full of people it was a mess and um 
so everyone was really confused like is she playing is she not playing and then she started like came on for i want to say it was almost an hour 11:45. yeah before she came on and started playing and i think she ended up playing for like almost an hour so i mean it wasn't like a whole like waste i suppose but she definitely was like an hour late did she, did she address that? Did she say no, that? no one addressed it. I don't know what happened. She came out a few times on stage in like a robe or something like that. I would just like wave and everyone's like, yay, we're starting. And then she'd walk off and everyone's like, or okay. we're not. And that happened like a few times. We'd see people like walking on stage, but like, I don't know what they were doing. Hmm. So I don't know if there was a technical difficulty that they just didn't want to address or like if she was having issues. Interesting. I have no idea. But the set was still fun as hell. Oh, she yeah, still good. started it out with Cannibal, which is, I mean, great when you're in Milwaukee. Yeah, obviously. And uh, she played a few of her new songs, which I kind of stopped following her after Macklemore and her released uh, that one song. What is it? Why am I blanking on it? Um, I really, I good Old Days. That's what it is. Okay. And um, not because like I don't like her, but it's just... I either am branching out with a lot of different music or I'm listening to the same shit I used to when I was yeah, in middle school. Like, there's really no in between. <laughs> but there's one song she played that was so much fun. It was Raising Hell. Because she's like, uh, let's go to church. And I thought she was going to play... Prayer. Yeah, prayer or... Which she still did. Praying. Yeah, praying. She still did play that at the end. And, like, there was a point where she kind of just stopped singing and literally the entire building was, like, shaking because everybody else was singing it. And it was... That's why I love live music so bad. Like, I don't even need the performer to actually, like, do anything. Just start it and let us have the fun. The energy that gets yeah. brought out from it. It was yeah. so great. And, uh, but, yeah, ra yeah, Raising Hell, I... That was so much fun to watch. I've never heard, that, heard of that. Just very religious themes, but in a college party girl atmosphere. Well, what era of that was that from? From like, like that's like her newest one, I oh, think. Oh, okay, okay. Her newest uh, released album. So I was like, okay, like this. She, she still kind of has her vibe. Yeah, there a little bit. It's still like that party girl vibe. It's definitely not like fucking TikTok or anything like that. But it was still a lot of fun and like, but there's so much glitter. So, I, I mean, to be fair, we did go there with glitter, but we came back with more, more glitter, glitter than we originally put on. Still finding it like three days later. Yeah, so I'm like, riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> like, how the hell? From what I heard, like, a lot of people went, a lot of people I knew went to Summerfest. And I know the biggest complaint was that, like, uh, with the COVID restrictions and everything, like, no one's going to want to come. But also, too, it being on a Thursday through, what, Sunday, like, on the weekends was just really awkward. Having it be so disconnected, like, 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 it was only on weekends. Like, they, they were, there was always, like, three days of a gap between every single mm -hmm. time. So it doesn't, like, like, it's, maybe it's weird to say for people who aren't quite used to music festivals. But usually, if you're, if you're, if you're going to be going to a festival... Maybe not even every single day, but multiple days in a row. Like that first day, you kind of enter a headspace, and you don't leave that headspace till the festival's done. Yeah. But like, you kind of can't do that when there's such a big disconnect between the big reasons you're going. Like the headliners are weeks, if not days, apart. Yeah, it was definitely very. I feel like that was the 
biggest issue with it. I mean, I didn't hear a lot of people complaining about uh, the vaccination things. A lot of people had like their little cards on mm. and I just used it on my phone because that was easiest. And like there were some people that wore masks, some people that didn't like it really didn't matter. But like a lot of people are blaming that for the reason there wasn't a lot of people showing up. And I'm like, yeah, but it's also like nine o'clock on a Thursday and people still have to go to work tomorrow. Like tomorrow's only Friday. I mean, yes, there's always the argument like, yeah, well, Summerfest usually plays out like it starts on like a Wednesday and people still go out late. But it it was just a different vibe this year in general. Definitely. But yeah, so far from the feedback I got from it from a lot of my friends, they had a blast. And I, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I was really impressed with a lot of the people that they brought out this year. The handful of friends who I know who went, uh, almost all of them, like, none of them had, like, specific, like, things to say about it beyond, like, yeah, I went and it was a fun time. Yeah. Like, there's almost, there's almost always Summerfest stories, but I didn't really really get any stories this year. Lots of drunk people. I almost witnessed a dude, like, die. (laughs) Oh, my. Like, he was drunk he was drunk he was so drunk and he was walking on the bleachers and if you have been to Summerfest, bleachers are pinned down so you can't like pick them up or move them or like hit somebody with them shit like that and they're all connected by threes and like the gaps aren't really that big so this guy jumps up on the bleacher and starts walking well, you have to walk in a straight line, which this gentleman was not doing. Was not capable of doing. Yeah, that. and he like stopped and he turned to face the stage and he literally rocked back. He rocked forward and then he rocked back and fell down like back first into oh the other God. bleacher. And I was like, he's going to hit his head. That's how you snap your neck. Yeah, oh that's how God. you like hurt yourself. But thankfully, because he was so drunk, he folded up like a lawn chair and fell onto the ground. Okay, I was like, that's... I, oh. Oh. It was so... Alcohol saving the day. Look at that. For real. I literally was just like, I am not dealing with this today. <laughs> I just... I don't want to watch someone die today because they're just too drunk. Mm-hmm. And it was... Oh, we found a cover band, though. I can't remember who they are. When I post this, I will figure it out by then. But they played covers from, like, Aerosmith to Young the Giant and everywhere in between. They even played... um cut my life into pieces yeah it was so good oh my god and you could definitely tell when the young crowd was there because like all of a sudden everybody started screaming and the older people that were there for like panama and shit like that were like what in the world is going (laughs) on here oh man Were were they like an opener for someone uh, no, they were just on one of the stages. Just while you were like killing time between sets. Yeah, we were them. waiting for Coheed. And so we went there. I can't remember what song they were playing, but I was like, oh, I like this song. And so we sat down and then we watched their entire song. And I was like, that was a lot of fun. Nice. And then that's when we found out we missed Grandson. But we that's how we caught K-Flay. Okay. So, yeah, not too bad of a toss up, I would say. Nice. So, how was your, what is it called? Uh, I know it's in Chicago. Yep. Open air. No, it's not open air. What is it? Riot Fest. That's what it was. So, Riot Fest was a four, maybe five day thing. Like a weekend, uh, Thursday to Sunday, maybe Wednesday to Sunday. I only went on Sunday. 
So with the whole uh, vaccination thing, I was embarrassed. So this, this ride fest took place in Chicago. Yeah. And I forgot my vaccination card in Milwaukee. And I had fully intended on driving back to pick it up and, and, and coming back. But, but, but the people I was, I was with, they were like, well, you can, you, you can get a test when you're there. So I had to spend like 50 bucks on a test just proving I was clean. I was like, that sucked. But it, I, it still beat the drive back, I guess. Yeah. So I can't complain too much. So I was there. I was there to see two people. So I was invited along because uh, Machine Gun Kelly was headlining. Did you get to see Megan Fox? No. Damn. I mean, maybe maybe she was there. I don't know. But... It's just see her in a crowd. You're like, whoa. <laughs> you're, t- you're small. Where's Bumblebee? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 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 the bands I was like I mean I, I I like Machine Gun Kelly I like his rap stuff I, I thought his his pop punk stuff was all right uh, but when I when I saw who else was playing on Sunday I wanted to see Simple Plan and Newfound Glory oh people who yes. I've been listening to since I was like five I'm like that's that's the shit I want to see <laughs> but uh, Simple Plan was on at like four Newfound Glory at uh, like eight forty five then Machine Gun Kelly at ten so there was there was gaps so that's, yeah. that's like well, well let's go over there at like noon and we'll just hang out at, the, at a festival you know and see people the first show we saw now not Riot Fest I should clarify is primarily a rock show like, yeah uh, Slipknot was the other headliner that day and they had so many rock bands going on but the first the first group we saw who was actually apparently a fill in for someone who had to cancel if you say three oh three I'm rioting it was three oh three oh my god th- I didn't know that. <laughs> Because they just, they appear. They just always appear. They never, like... Okay, I didn't know that, but yeah, it was 303. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, my God. That was such a fucking amazing show. Yeah. I thought for being, like, 1.30 in the afternoon, I would just kind of, like, be there, vibe to, like, the three songs I know, and, like, that would be it. But, like, a crowd had already formed, and I was just feeding on the crowd's energy. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. It turns into, like, a giant dance party real fast. That was... And like, don't be wrong. Like, so I don't, I don't know the two guys, but there's the shorter guy and the taller guy. Yeah. The taller guy has longer hair, short. The taller guy, he hasn't aged since the, the "Don't Trust Me" video. He looks oh, the yeah. exact same. The other dude, he he he's gotten older. He has he has just like like this the kind of gut you get with age. He has long like shoulder length gray hair. Like he's he's not dying it or anything. He's like this is. Did he still have the beard or did he shave it? Oh uh, no, he was clean shaven. Oh thank God, he literally looked like Oscar Isaac from Dune. He had like gray hair, gray beard, and was singing like, don't trust a hoe. And I'm like, dude, you got to fix something here. When, when did you sing? Um, they would pop up at uh, Warp Tour when I would go. They always like, I wouldn't plan on ever seeing them, but mm. then they would always pop up They're on the stage. There. And I was like, all right, let's go. Let's I don't have it. to be anywhere <laughs> for another hour still. Let's do it. They were an absolute blast. Like, Don't Don't Trust Me was the last song that they played. Because it was the one that everyone, like, probably most people knew. Like, yeah. If, even if you only knew one song by them, that's the one. And by the end of the set, they were a little bit more exhausted. They weren't dancing as much. But, like, I, I found a lot of songs by them I hadn't heard of before. And I'm like, I... For being a half hour or like forty minutes set, I was not expecting to have as much fun as I did. But I was like, this, 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 this was a good start to a music festival. Yeah, right? I was like here for it. That's amazing. Um, then another artist that I'm, I'm embarrassed I actually wasn't too familiar with um, that we saw before Simple Plan uh, was a guy named Kenny Hoopla. That sounds very familiar. He has a song. His probably his biggest one is called Hollywood Sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, it's an EP mixtape, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was because he's just everywhere nowadays. It was produced by Travis Barker. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I, I, I was, 
it was one of those it was one of those names where after I got back from Rye Fest and was telling people who I saw, everyone's like, "Oh, you got to see Kenny Hoopla?" I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. I didn't know he was like such a big deal, but the dude was was also awesome. Like, uh, one of the one of those like 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 kids who grew up listening to emo music and was recording music in his room and just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then yeah. he had a stage. It was his first time playing at a music festival, so he was excited. He's I have to assume he's like 21, 22. He still seemed like a kid. Yeah. Um. And he tired himself out way too quickly because he was doing my favorite thing on stage. And this is childish of me to enjoy it so much, but I like it when a singer just holds his arms out and spins around when they're singing along and dancing. Like something about that is so high energy. And I get so into it. And Kenny kept doing it. And it was awesome. He was doing like flips and shit. So good. But oh, I asked if there was some song where he was just like hunched over or like sitting on the stage and like just singing kind of thing. I'm like, you wore your... You, you wore yourself out too early, but it was still an amazing set. And I found a lot of music by him I liked, and it was cool. That's uh, funny. Oh, man, that poor kid. Then, uh, simple plan. I think I was the only person in the audience who knew the lyric to every single song they played. Like, even, like, stuff from uh, uh, t- Taking One for the Team, probably yeah. one of their, like, lesser-known, new, newer but lesser-known albums, because by that point they'd kind of fallen out of the limelight mainstream. But even, even those songs, I knew all the lyrics, too. Uh, and, of course, they played the What's New Scooby-Doo theme song. Oh, my God. That was awesome. And then they acknowledged the fact. They were like, how many of, of you have, have, have TikTok? Uh, do you guys know, know the I'm Just a Kid trend? You show you, you're not, you, you do a pose from a childhood photo that it goes there. Yeah, we're, we're the I'm Just a Kid band. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was like, awesome. And, like, Pierre sounded incredible on stage. He was even... So I don't know if you know this. Uh, their first album came out in 2001. Uh, no pads, no helmets, just balls. And uh, Pierre was actually told, sing more nasally. At the time of the production of that album, he was told, yeah. sing more nasally. That's, that's what people nowadays like. They want like those, those nasally, whiny vocals. And he was like, it's kind of uncomfortable, but all right. So only for that first album, for like, I'm just a kid, I'd do anything, stuff like that. There's a bit, it has a bit more of a whine to it. Um, and then every every album after that, he was just singing himself. But even when they when he played those songs, he went back to that nasally style because he was like he he made some comment about it like uh, it's a bit it's a bit, bit bit weird. But for people, it's it's it's, it's even weirder if I if I don't sing it with with, with through my nose. Yeah, because that's how they're used to hearing it. So so he was he was still able to do it. Awesome time. They were they were so damn cool. Uh, uh, then I actually. Throwback to when we, when we went to Summerfest years ago, I actually saw a little, little bit of Knuckle Puck because they, oh, they, yeah. they were on stage before uh, Newfound Glory, who was like the big one. I was like adamant, I'm like, I'm going to see Newfound Glory. Simple Plan, awesome, also, also really cool. I'll, I want to make sure I see him, but I have to see Newfound Glory. Uh, and they closed, uh, they being Knuckle Puck, closed their set with my favorite song of theirs, uh, Untitled. <laughs> and I was like, that's the one song that I, I could like. Because we weren't even, like, at the stage for that. We were sitting down a little bit ways away. Because uh, uh, they were on the same stage as Newfound Glory. But still, just, like, sitting there, I was, like, just singing along with all the lyrics. And first time I was like, well, you really know all, all these all these musicians, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of why I wanted to come. Uh, then Newfound Glory came on stage. And uh, by this point, it was... It was nighttime. It was dark and stuff. So having like all their all their lights and their neons and shit, and the band came out on stage, set themselves up, started playing. Then Jordan sprinted on stage and started singing, and it was immediately thrashing around and getting into it. 
By the way, I can't remember what they were up right now, but I know that I've predicted both Simple Plan and New Found Glory's opening songs. I'm like, they're, they're probably going to start with this. Just watch. And sure enough, they did. I was so damn That's proud so of myself. That's so awesome, and you can guess it. I'm a just passionate like... fan, so... <laughs> Um, but I, I wasn't able to get, get to see all of their set, but uh, we had to leave that set early to go to Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, some interesting things about that show. It, it, it made me no longer a Machine Gun Kelly fan. Fair. I feel like that <laughs> happens a lot. As soon as he like starts being himself, it kind of ruins things. Yeah. It's, it's, and like, I, I know, I'm very serious. I always try to say I try to separate the artist from the art. but So the other... Uh, other headliners, as I mentioned, were Slipknot, who got famous not not who not who got famous for this, but and they were famous and they were also known for having like masks on and stuff mm-hmm. like like OG yeah they're Hollywood creepy or, yeah like ICP face paint but with masks kind of thing. <laughs> and the entire time, between sets, again playing at the exact same time as Machine Gun Kelly, Colson kept going. You know what I'm happy for. I'm happy I'm not some 50-year-old man in a fucking mask. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know what's cool at a music festival? Bashing the other music acts. Yeah, when every real. single other band was like, hey, go check out these guys or whatever. Or like Kenny Hoopla was like, did you guys see Simple Plan earlier? Like, it was like, they were all encouraging each other. And then Machine Gun Kelly came out and was like, still so much in the rapper mindset of you have to bash the other, the other yeah. musicians. It's like, fuck you, dude. yeah. I remember um, seeing the headlines from that and it, like it started like a whole other like feud because they like why do you have to just pick on people all the yeah, time? Yeah, it was just I mean it's weird it's weird, weird weird to say this to a celebrity but you're just rude. Yeah. Uh also his band played Misery Business cuz you know he got during quarantine he and Travis Barker covered that that mm-hmm. it was on his album and stuff and they fucked up to the point where the band had to like pause and like regather themselves and start over again. Oh fuck, really? And it was not good at all. Oh no. Um there what w- w- one thing with that I thought that happened was interesting and one thing was cool. The interesting thing is uh, after the first song Colson was at the microphone and said, "We are Machine Gun Kelly." Like, oh, is that, like, his band name now? Like, he's transferred the title to being himself to being, like, the group he tours with? Yeah. Oh, that's... I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Uh, And the other thing was before one of his songs, there was, like, a pre-recorded thing on the screen of uh, uh, Coulson and uh, Pete Davidson, like, introducing the next song kind of thing. Like, oh, that's neat, because they're they're good friends. Yeah. Uh, That that was was cool. But, no, they just weren't good. What I've been saying... For since since uh, tickets to my downfall came out, is Colson does not 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 have good range. He does like, like he is good at hitting like four or five notes. Yeah, and he stay within those four or five notes. And live, it still wasn't great. Like he's oh, he's better at spoken word stuff like rap. Like rap is not spoken word. I know, but like yeah. it, he's better in a more limited range. And given that the band messed up musically on a song too, I'm like that show was not very good. Oh man. And that's what you kind of wonder too, is it because they were just fucking around all day long and then by the time their set came on, they were just, I don't want to say like drunk or anything like that, because that's not fair, but like just so out of it from the activities during the day that they're just like, ah, fuck, like now we have to mentally prepare to do this, Mm -hmm. like, and also too, I wonder if they're like... Oh, I wonder how many people are going to go see Slipknot. Like, are we going to have... Like, because I don't think they said that the crowds were any bigger than the other one. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I guess I don't really know. Like, Machine Gun Kelly was big. We had to, like, push through a crowd kind of thing. Thankfully, I'm a giant. Uh, and, like, walking by, because we actually left Machine Gun Kelly, like, before the last song. Uh, but walking by, the Slipknot crowd seemed 
relatively the same, but they also had a bigger field to work with. Like, they were, like, on, like, if you want to call it the main stage of it. Yeah. And then Machine Gun Kelly was in the back main stage. Yeah, that makes best. sense, though. But, yeah, so now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I still still listen to, like, the Machine Gun Kelly songs that I already know. Like his, I, I still like his rap stuff more than his pop punk stuff. Yeah. I if someone asks me, are you a Machine Gun Kelly fan, I'm pretty sure my answer is going to be no. Like, and that's the thing, too. I feel like I appreciate more of the style and aesthetic that he and Megan Fox have more than I like he or Megan Fox. Like, I really want to like her. I don't care about Coulson. Like, I like Pete Davidson, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I like Pete Davidson He's surrounded by so many cool people that I'm like, I really genuinely want to think they're good people. But he doesn't seem like it ever. Mm. He always seems like a 17-year-old with an issue. And he's a father. Yeah. Ugh, and that's poor, I'm like, but then you like, you see the behind the scenes videos of like him and his daughter and he seems so great. Oh, okay. Like, he good. seems like such a cool dad and he always takes her out on stage and he always like has her like around everybody. And it was just like, okay, she's had cool. like having the greatest time of her life. Did you, uh, did you see the dress that Megan Fox wore in some award show yeah. or whatever? So scantily clad. Did you see, did you see the interview she had afterwards? Yeah. Daddy wanted me to wear this. I'm like, Ugh. He told me to wear it. And I, I, I said, yes, daddy. Like, oh, oh no. Well, her and, uh, Kourtney Kardashian introduced MGK and Travis Barker as future baby daddies. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of funny though. I'm not going to lie. Given both of their lifestyles or all four of their lifestyles. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. actually kind of funny. And, and I appreciate that. Probably not that. too far from the truth. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think I would, if I had the opportunity, I don't think I'd go and see him live unless it's for work. And see, for me, it was very much like I'm already at the music festival. Yeah. I've seen bands I love. It's like, why not? Let's go check him out. Yeah. Um, I would. I would never again leave Newfound Glory early to go see Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> ever. Even with a gun to my head, someone saying, "Go see Machine Gun Kelly," I'm like, pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm staying here, and I will die listening to Newfound Glory, not Machine Gun Kelly. Oh my god! I hope we gotta take Newfound Glory in this and just be like, guys, we found like a real life stand for you. Like you, you I, have no idea. And it was cool because uh, the guitarist for Newfound Glory. Was, so I was interesting. Obviously, Jordan is the front man. He's the lead singer. But he, was, he, he wasn't the spokesman of the band. It was the uh, guitarist, uh, uh, Chad Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Like, he was the one who, in between songs, was like, saying, hey, thanks for coming out. We know how rough this year has been. But not only for, like, the musicians who can't perform, but also for you guys who can't go out and, and see the music you love. So thank you for being out here today. Thank you for being respectful of... You know, like getting vaccinated, or at least like wearing the masks if you're not, kind of thing. Everyone, everyone being cool, and uh, I, I, I knew that. So he, he's married to Lisa Cimarelli, mm -hmm. and uh, they had their first kid like a month prior to the show. And I wasn't even sure if he, if Chad was going to be there, but uh, I, I actually checked the the day of, like after the after the show. I checked Lisa's story on Instagram, and she was like so proud of him or whatever for going on to the show. Like it's it sucks he's not home right now, but like I know how how much he he's like he's been looking forward to this, so I'm happy for him. Kind yeah. Of thing. Plus, he was gone for, like, two days, so it isn't like he was gone for a month. Yeah, and I'm sure, too, like, a lot of the bands were probably all separated, and they had their own protocols, so, like, mm -hmm. don't need to quarantine as much. If right, you... yeah, exactly. Plus, I mean, Lisa's also a musician, so she knows what touring can be like sometimes. Yeah. So it's, 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 it was, I, it, it made, it made my heart warm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, New Fun Glory. I love they're, it. They're a good band. I like them. Oh my god, too. So over the summer, we had uh, full exposure happen too. Yeah, that was fun. 
Uh, that was a busy day. That was a hot freaking day, too. But uh, that was a lot of fun. I posted a lot of videos to our Instagram. So I totally forgot to like send you things to post <laughs> about Riot Fest. I know. I totally forgot about I would be like, hey, who's ready for Summerfest? And then like one thing of Rise Against. And I think that's all I did. We had a lot of people turn up for just everything that was going on because the mass mandates in Dane County happened again. Mm-hmm. And we were just... Uh, we decided to do our own food for that year and just do set up differently and we worked with the sound crew that was from the Milwaukee area and they were super cool so like the sound was crazy it was like the first time that like we actually had like a cop show up and be like hey turn it down turn it down nice like so that's when you know it's like a sign of a good rock show crystal clear (laughs) and we've never had that issue before so we're just like hell yeah Yeah. that's awesome where we're becoming a disturbance all right yeah exactly but yeah there is it was so much fun and like we had a lot of cool vendors that came out um one of them was uh witted custom guitars from partyville came out we had a bunch of bands that um put up their stuff we had i have so many what's the list of bands there was just there was so many good ones and so many returning ones that i was it was just a lot of fun um, common threads, ACUDA, Sealy's until it's over, Panoptics, of course. of course. Like, it was funny too because a lot of the bands were either pop punk or rock, and Panoptics was the only one that was kind of like indie jazz indie pop sort of. Well, I shouldn't say pop. I would say like indie funk rock. Or yeah, something. it's funk, very similar to F, that. Not, not a P. <laughs> like it was, it was the only outlying band. And they ended up being the favorite of the night. Like, everyone was just like, what was the band with the, like, keyboardist and that one guitarist? Because, so it was super cool seeing all of them, like, on this big stage getting to kind of, like, mess around and, like, play with the lighting and everything like that. It was so cool. And everybody seemed to really dig them. Awesome. And then um, we had At the Wayside. You would really like At the Wayside. But they are so good, too. Yeah. So good. Uh, let fate decide. Her vocals are amazing. Just she keeps getting better and better. I've, and she has like fire red, like redder than my hair. Now during full exposure, weren't you posting stuff on your snap story? Mm-hmm. I th- I think I remember, I, I remember seeing like you had like tagged the band or whatever. I think I remember seeing something about them. In your yeah. Story. Uh, she just they have, they have a great sound and they just only amplify the singer's voice. Nice. Just so like they've really honed in their craft a lot to make sure that they make each other sound good which i feel like a lot of people have in their head where like the singer does all the work and the band just backs him up no this was like perfect like synchronicity of like notes and melody and like just the powerhouse that is her vocals it was so good and then last but not least ability pulled out a freaking violin <laughs> it was so good it Damn, was very going full yellow card All yeah right. it was very very like reminiscent of that and it was like they were so much fun to watch too like he did a lot of uh growl vocals and stuff like that and it just sounded amazing hell yeah it was so cool with the violin and he just popped that out and start playing it. i was just like this is great like i'm in love with this already so highly recommend checking out all of those bands but we're already working on next year, so we'll see how that works out. Bigger and better kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That's the way to do it. Pulling in some fan favorites, doing our best. Cool. So I'm really excited. Panoptics played a Halloween show mm-hmm. as well. I, was able to, I, was, I wasn't able to go, go to full exposure, but I was able to see 
uh, panoptics play. Yeah, I'm gonna, they're dressed up as barn animals. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember the guitarist was a cow. It was a fun night. Like 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 that. Going and seeing panoptics saved our Halloween. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and I liked how everyone was dressed up too. So I was like, yeah. yes, okay. Yeah. As long as I get to dress up, that's all I care about. When Mallory texted me, she had said, "We're all going to be in costumes, so feel free for you to dress up." So when I mentioned to my friends we can go to the show, they're like, "Is it going to be weird if we're in costume?" I'm like, "No, we might not be allowed in if we're not." <laughs> yeah. Oh no, not if I'm at the door. <laughs> well, that's going to be about it for a. Uh... A, a, a recap our catch-up uh, episode yeah and, and our mustard episode so season three has officially begun i assume it'll be our, our usual same length just like 12 12 episodes um we have some things uh that we're toying around with for for the future uh not not, not going to commit to anything yet but uh we're going to keep trying to challenge ourselves and see how we can do both on the techie side and the content side so yeah <laughs> click that like button follow us on spotify <laughs> <laughs> Newfound glory. Invite me. Like, like, <laughs> like just, 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 just say uh, hi, Alex, and I, I can die happy. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, we're, I swear to God. Watch instead of Newfound Glory finding this, Machine Gun Kelly finds this instead. Oh, Machine Gun Kelly, message me. Fuck you, Alex. And I'll die happy. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong person. Uh, I'd still be okay with him finding it. That's fair. But yeah, anyway, the usual spiel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye!